Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome back to the show. Congressman Steve Scalise, Republican from Louisiana. He's a House GOP, GOP whip. He will... What happens, Steve Scalise, when the cavalry comes and you take over? What does you become the majority leader? How does that work? <laughs> well, I uh, good first. Good to be with you, Larry. And uh, absolutely, you know, we'll, we'll 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 worry about all those titles later. But uh, but yeah, rather than retire the title whip, it's been a lot of fun. But uh, there's bigger things that we need to focus on next year. And I think you're going to see a lot of people coming out across the country, and and not just Republicans. I mean, independents and there's a lot of Democrats that are done with all this big government socialism. And so you're going to see a, a red wave with, with candidates that I think are going to be really exciting people that you're going to want to support all across the country. Well, the tide is turning. And I, I just, again, want to thank you for giving all of us your time this morning on radio. You know, Steve, I, I just I want to go back. Uh, I, I'm obliged to go back to the Roe v. Wade issue. Um, as I said on the show, I'm, I'm a pro-life guy, protect the life of the unborn. But here's the thing. What is infuriating me more and more is how Madam Saki keeps saying, and there hasn't been a single disagreement from Biden that I know of, there is no outrage over the leak. There are no extra protections for the justices. Uh, this group has now published the addresses of the justices inviting what I think – it's not going to be a peaceful demonstration, but will be a violent demonstration, just like there were last summer and the summer before. I mean, where's Biden? Biden's in Ohio, Steve Scalise, talking about reminiscing how wonderful it was uh, to have lunch with segregationist senators 40 years ago, 50 years ago. But where's the where's his protection for our Supreme Court justices right now? That's part that's um, bothering me enormously. Yeah, Larry, it bothers me, too. And, and frankly, you know, there should have been immediate repudiation of the leak. You know, what was interesting is within maybe an hour of the leak, you saw Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer not repudiating the leak, but going after the court on what could be this ruling. Mm. And again, the ruling's not out. It's not like it's definitive yet, but they it's almost like they, they maybe had an advance no notice of it or something. It's odd. Oh. I mean, uh, they didn't they didn't repudiate the leak. And look, you've had Chuck Schumer making very public comments a while back, mentioning Gorsuch and Kavanaugh by name, saying, you know, you know, there's we're going to it was very inflammatory language. And uh, I, I wish the president would have said, look, the leak shouldn't have happened. It's unprecedented. It never happened before. But also uh, encourage protection for these justices as well. Well, and frankly, this is where John Roberts needs to take control of the situation, not just investigating the leak, which needs to happen. They need to release the, the ruling. Mm. And why Why not? I mean, this has been floating around for months now, according to all of the reports. And, you know, don't don't put anybody at risk. Let's let's get that out there. But it shows you how radical the other side is that, you know, they're already calling for abortion on demand paid for by taxpayers uh, when you contrast what this ruling would do, the ruling would allow elected leaders to make decisions on abortion policy, both at the state level and at the federal level, where it would be debated in public again, like it used to be before Roe v. Wade. And I think, number one, the science has advanced dramatically since Roe v. Wade. You didn't have the ability for ultrasound 
uh, to see a, a baby in the womb, for example, back in the, during the Roe v. Wade ruling. Today, you have so much more science and knowledge, and you have states that are already uh, already have laws on the books, like New York, where a baby can be killed alive after it's born alive outside the womb. Mm. They can still kill the baby and call it abortion. That that's murder. In most states, in New York, it's legal, and and that's the position before and after this ruling is released. And so people, I think, are going to see that uh, it's going to just open up a new debate with a lot more knowledge and science that wasn't available pre-Roe to protect life. You know, we took a look at it on the, on the Fox Business Show, Steve Scalise. Actually, you go throughout Europe. This is, is interesting to me. Uh, something like, I don't know, 37 out of 39 European countries the way they they regulated abortions um, to the first trimester, after the first trimester, in nearly all cases, uh, Europe um, would not permit an abortion. I mean, the idea of a third trimester, as you say, late uh, late term, that's just off the chart. The only people that do that are like North Korea and China. They are the only people that allow uh, third trimester abortions or so-called partial birth abortions. Yeah, it's an important point, Larry, because the the extreme position in the world is America's position. If you look at the pro-abortion laws here, uh, less than a handful of countries in the world have as extreme of a pro-abortion position in law as us. And, you know, the Democrats think that this is something that's going to be a a political issue that they can win on. They're misrepresenting and misreading the polling. Most Americans want more limits on abortion. And and I'll tell you, and I've seen this. Uh, the idea that you can kill a baby alive outside the womb, mm. uh, people that are pro-choice think that's barbaric and mm. murderous, and yet it's legal in states like New York. So, you know, the, this is going to be, I think, an additional uh, additional focus for people to know that, you know, let's go have this debate, and uh, but let's get this ruling out and, and then go find who else, whoever did the, the leaking. And, uh, you know, if they're an attorney, a law clerk, they should be disbarred for life. And I, th- I just would like to see President Biden uh, just come out and provide extraordinary protection. What's so hard about that? Whether it's Secret Service. Now, there was some talk about federal marshals, but I haven't seen anything specific. Maybe you know something. I mean, I don't know that it has to be the National Guard. Maybe it does. I'm just saying not only are they not speaking about the corruption of the leak, but they have not speaking about any help to protect the justices during this time after this group released their home addresses. I mean, I just find this, Steve Scalise, incredible. I mean, they're always blaming Trump and MAGA and all the, we're the, we're the all extreme crazy people. Well, how about the crazy people on the left? How about this whole story on the left? No, and it's clear that he will not stand up. President Biden will not stand up for the most radical elements of their party. It's been the case all along. I mean, day one, the executive orders he signed to undermine our economy and our border security were all rooted in appealing to the most radical elements. And it just keeps going on. And, you know, and again, to not have the understanding that just it gives the moral equivalency of, of speaking out against the leak and for the safety of the Supreme Court justices, regardless of the outcome of the decision. And, and this was mm-hmm. clearly an attempt to to try to change a decision that's being made by the United States 
state Supreme Court. And I remember when he was a candidate, he said, you know, I'm going to represent all people in America, whether they voted for me or not. Where, where's that Joe Biden? Yep. You know, and those are the things I think people are disappointed in and, and they're looking for in days like today. Just one more thing on this, Steve Scalise. Um, we did a little bit of homework here. One of the producers um, disproportionately. The leading consumer of the abortionist services is the African-American female. Listen to these numbers. According to the 2011 abortion surveillance report issued by the Center for Disease Control, black women make up 14% of the childbearing population, yet obtained 36.2% of reported abortions. Black women have the highest abortion ratio in the country, with 474 abortions per 1,000 live births. Percentages at these levels illustrate that more than 19 million black babies have been aborted since 1973. It is the blacks who get disproportionately hurt by these unrestricted abortion policies. This, too, from a Democratic Party that claims to speak for African Americans and defend their interests and so forth, it's almost like the crime in the cities, Steve Scalise. It is the blacks who are disproportionately hurt by the lack of police support and police funding. It's the blacks who get disproportionately hurt on this um, abortion issue. Same story. No, so true. It's so true. And, you know, and again, I think you're going to see a heightened debate about the value of life. And, mm. you know, you, you saw it with the defund police movement and, and quickly – uh, people in all communities, but especially those hardest hit by crimes, stood up against defunding the police because they realized uh, that that it's going to hurt them the most. And I think with you know with abortion, you know you're going to see an increased debate in the country. And this debate's been going on, but you know you go to the March for Life, for example, mm. one of the one of the most peaceful protests you could ever see, and an overwhelming number of people is the March for Life every year, usually in you know like January or like February, where you have Hundreds of thousands of young people come to Washington to promote life and to stand up for life. And, you know, we, we talked about it at the last March for Life that, you know, let's pray this is the last March for Life that happens while Roe v. Wade is still law. And, and there's been a lot of praying and a lot of peaceful marching, but, but it's young people primarily that participate in that. So I, I think you're seeing a, a whole new generation where the first picture they saw themselves was not maybe a couple of hours outside their mother's womb, but it was through an ultrasound picture mm. in their mother's womb. Mm. And again, that science didn't exist pre-row. And so I think you're seeing more and more people recognize the value of life and why it's important to, to have this debate and to, to win, win this battle. Uh, we're talking to Congressman Steve Scalise of Louisiana. He is the number two Republican in the House. Steve, can we take a quick break and bring you back and talk about why inflation in the economy is really going to be a bigger issue than Roe v. Wade, uh, Democrats notwithstanding. Uh, we'll just be a few minutes, I promise. Uh, we're very grateful to have you. Folks, I'm Larry Kudlow. We'll be right back with Mr. Ske- Steve Scalise after this brief word. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're talking with Congressman Steve Scalise of Louisiana. He is the House Republican whip. Uh, Steve, we got a jobs report yesterday. It, it was an okay report. A um, little under 400,000 jobs with some down revisions. But I want to focus on average hourly earnings, in other words, the wage number. 
for the last 12 months, wages have increased 5.5%. Unfortunately, the consumer price index is up 8.5%. So real wages are falling. And actually, Steve Scalise, if I just focus on non-supervisory production workers, uh, the salts of the earth, the hard hats, the blue collars, their wages are up 6.4%, which is a good healthy number. But unfortunately, it's two percentage points less than the inflation rate. So real wages are falling. And I see this. I don't know. Democrats may think the revolt against Roe v. Wade is going to carry them to victory in November. I doubt it. What do you think? Well, clearly, inflation continues to be the driving concern because it's hitting every single family. But it hits low-income families the most. As you point out, even if you see some increases in wages, it's well overshadowed by the increase in inflation. You're paying a lot more for everything. You go to the grocery store. It's 20% higher or more. If you go to the gas station, that's the most, probably the most obvious example of where President Biden's policies are really hurting low- and middle-income families. It's at the gas pump because he shut down American energy production. We still need energy, but we're being forced to get it from cartels and thugs like Putin, and it costs a lot more, 50%, 75% more to fill your car. And so these are the things that people are the most angry about, you know, the border crisis that was created by Joe Biden is another big factor you see all across the country. It's not just border states. You know, look, the fentanyl coming across, made in China, brought across our southern border because Joe Biden opened it up. We had more deaths last year amongst young people by fentanyl overdoses. Over 100,000 of our young people were killed last year. And it's because Joe Biden opened the border and he won't do anything about it. This is what's angering people all across the country and so these are all issues that are going to be, I think, the most most important things people are talking about and voting on on November 8th. You know, um, it's a factoid. Uh, roughly 75 percent of the goods transported inside the United States is transported by trucks, truckers, three, three quarters, truckers. So we have... Uh, Record high diesel fuel prices, diesel fuel, which is what they live on, um, could be at, you know $800,000 to fill up your truck. And there's a revolt going on amongst truckers. But this is one of the, again, Steve Scalise, this is one of the byproducts of the jihad against fossil fuels. Diesel fuel prices skyrocketing. And the truckers aren't going to deliver the goods, and then everyone's going to whine that the shelves are empty and blame something called supply chains. It's not that complicated. Why not just get more oil and gas production, bring diesel prices and gasoline prices down, and help the truckers for a change? Yeah, Larry, and look, the voters get this. They they see the president trying to blame it on Putin. And, and, of course, gas prices were dramatically higher, over 40 percent higher before Putin even invaded Ukraine. In fact, because Biden shut down American energy, we were forced to buy oil from Russia. Putin was making $700 million a day pre-invasion of Ukraine. $700 million a day Putin was pocketing by selling his oil to America and Europe instead of America producing our own oil, which is what we were doing under President Trump and exporting it to our friends around the world. And so we don't have to reinvent the wheel to get back to those days. And people get this. They see this. You know, it's not the oil companies. Biden, again, after Putin's 
uh, thing didn't work. He goes and blames the oil companies. He tried to call Saudi Arabia to produce more oil. They wouldn't even take his phone call. How embarrassing was that? But the bottom line is you don't need to beg any dictator. You don't need to beg an OPEC cartel to produce America's energy because we can produce our own energy. And if you're hiding behind this idea that man's destroying the planet and you don't want to use American oil because of fossil fuels, do you know it emits more carbon to buy energy from foreign countries? Because we actually do it better. Because these, these folks that are attacking American energy, it's, you know, it's not just American energy. Just fill in the blank. They're attacking America. What's great about America? And so the, the, we do it better than anywhere in the world. Name a country that produces energy better. Name a country that produces anything better than us. But by putting all of these unrealistic caps in place, Paris Accords, it just kills America's economy and benefits China's. China's building a new coal plant every single week to make up the difference in manufacturing that we don't do in America much cleaner. We emit five times less carbon to make the same steel they make in China, but Biden's policies are making it harder to make things in America, not just energy, all kind of things, and it costs families more, and people get that. You know, former Energy Secretary Rick Perry, a good friend of yours, good friend of mine, yeah, former Texas governor, of course. So, you know, Rick makes the case, all these uh, wonderful greenies and uh, these little uh, Green New Dealers in the Biden administration – so imagine if they took down the restrictions on oil and gas production and drilling and pipelining, which is so important. And we sent massive volumes of LNG exports to China. All right, China, and I'll put in India too. Now imagine that. What that would do, to your point, is that would reduce Chinese coal. That would substitute American liquefied natural gas, which would slash carbon emissions for the globe because China's the worst. Now, if you if you're a, you know, a card carrying Green New Deal greenie in the Biden administration, I would want that. I would want to reduce carbon emissions by sending LNG to China. But that's not what they want. They want to end all of it. And stop the permitting for pipelines and fracking and you name it. I just can't think of anything dumber. Honest to God. It's the most anti-environment policy. It all ends up in the same place, Larry. If you burn burn coal in China or you burn natural gas in America, whatever carbon is emitted ends up in the same place. But with the coal, it emits actually more carbon. So why would you want to make more things in China? Why would you want to shut down America? economy, the whole American economy, by going to the Green New Deal where you won't be able to manufacture things here. Everything will cost you more money, but you'll actually be increasing global emissions. And they will not refuse. They hate to refuse it. When people like you, uh, you know, Donald Trump was in the White House, you and uh, Secretary Perry and all of, all of these folks that really understand energy policy, when y'all were in the White House, we were reducing carbon emissions in America more than anybody else. You know, Europe's not even – go go to France. France is not even in compliance with the Paris Accords. Right. And yet they want to get us in all of these ridiculous, unrealistic, targeted policies that only hurt America and Europe's economy, and they benefit China. China and India, they're emitting more carbon. They're getting more jobs. Go look at Europe's economy. You know, Boris Yeltsin uh, had, had people – marching in the streets because of high energy prices in Europe. And then we're trying to go to that. Why would we want a European high cost anti-production 
policy, again, when you emit less carbon by making it in America, name me the country that does it better. To all these people that hate America across the board, whether it's you know, teaching CRT in the classroom or trying to push the Green New Deal, what country does it better? Just name the country that does it better than America. Because you know what, Larry? You know this. Nobody does. So yeah. stop beating up America. We should be doing more things in America if you want to save the planet. By the way, you have one of the best experts, your policy man, Francis Brooke. Francis, who worked you know on it. the NEC, he's the smartest guy. He's also fabulous. Was a great college baseball pitcher and threw batting. <laughs> I think I think he was throwing batting practice the day that you got shot at. He was. He I was think on the he was. It's such a horrible uh, story. He, uh, from which you have totally uh, recovered, which is such a God-given miracle, by the way. Well, miracle. God performs miracles. Honestly, but, uh, Francis is one of those Renaissance guys. You know, he does it all. He's great on policy. He's great yeah. on my team. We. We, we, we took all that knowledge and advice you gave him when he was working with you in the White House. And uh, we're putting it to use to help us go get the house back and then, and then start working to save this country. I have one last question, Steve Scalise. Do you think it's possible that we could not have a $350 billion spending bill, the so-called Compete with China bill, which is nothing but a Green New Deal corporate welfare, industrial policy, bailout bill. Could we not spend an extra $350 billion with an 8.5% inflation rate? Is that possible? I'm sure hopeful. I'm <laughs> sure hopeful that we don't. And, uh, you know, look, all of these massive new spending bills that Joe Biden has done already uh, have driven inflation to a point where people can't afford to, to, to pay for the daily things that they do. They're making those decisions. Do I buy my food for the family or fill up the car to go to work or buy medicine, you know, stop this spending, get back to the basic fundamentals that make this country great. Stop beating up on what is great about America and go after the bad guys. You know, there's a lot of bad guys out there. There's bad guys in communities. They want to defund cops and not go after the bad guys. They want to defund America by taking away our ability to, to actually make things in America. And all that does is benefits the bad actors around the world. Let's stop doing that. All I right. think people get that. Uh, Mr. Steve Scalise of Louisiana, thank you, sir. It's a great, great message. The cavalry is coming. We thank you for your time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.